Hello and welcome to the Invincible Principle yet again. As always, I am the recently hired for the night shift of capes, Brennan Lumsden. And I am thanking God it's Friday and I can hang my cape up for the weekend, Andrew. <laughs> uh, welcome, guys. This is a, um, an awkward kind of little mini episode, I yeah, guess. The, the first of a few, I think. Because mm-hmm. um, I know in uh, Invincible, around this point, you've seen the characters from, from Capes introduced and talked about. So without further ado, we're talking about the first three issues and the only run so far I've noticed of Capes Incorporated. Yeah. Well, Capes. <laughs> yeah, um, this will be... Like the first in a series of mini episodes about the expanded Kirkverse, yeah, as I like to call it. Um, Which I think, like, some of these little books that like he did were kind of like these were precursors, almost like him doing tryouts for some of the elements he would implement in like yeah. Invincible, you know, a hundred percent, yeah. And like, Case is a funny book. So it's kind of like basically it's the the nine to fivers, the people that aren't superheroes for the sake of like be, being heroes. They're, they they want to get paid for their work. Yeah. So they work nine to five or like evening shifts and shit, and they get overtime, and they have clauses in place for when they end up in different dimensions for years at a point, and the fraction your pay gets, you know, it's a business, yeah. baby. These are uh, this is the business side of the superhero world of uh, the Invincible Universe, which is kind of neat in and of itself. Uh, mm-hmm. Before we get too far, we'll talk about the people who wrote and drew it. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Kirkman wrote yep. it. Robert Kirkman. Um, Kirkman wrote this one with uh, Mark Engelbert as art as the uh, artist and I gotta say the art kind of blew yeah I'm not a really, fan I didn't really like the art had to take time to grow on me like at first I was like oh I'm not gonna write yeah the I didn't really mind it too much the first moment I realized that I hated it was when <laughs> I saw Kid Thor talking about knockout when she was oh, like working yeah. out uh, and like her hips are like smaller than her neck yeah, and like, like her waist is smaller than her neck, and her hips are like bigger than her tits. And, and at like all like, times, wow. she's nipply. At all times, it's slightly colder. At all times, yeah, yeah she's it's, got it's just like, huh? Her thirty six inches hanging out with the yeah. nips hard. I do got to say, there's like there's an element in this book of like Robert Kirkman being kind of I don't know, maybe it was just the way comic book writers were like at that time when books like this were being written. But like it kind of is like a. I don't know, like a horn doggy boys club a little bit, where it's just like all the female characters that show up in this book are just sort of there to be fucked. And it's like, uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna hop right into that aspect. Uh, that's like it. the big takeaway from this book for yeah. me is it's uh, kind of hard and gross to be a woman in this Kirk book, in the Capes universe. Yeah, um, <laughs> knockout is. She's called that strictly gross. because she's got a giant knockers. Like that's pretty much it. Yeah, like the first time we see her, she's in the in the workout room in what is actually her costume, which are gym shorts and like a crop top, um, and her giant boobs. Yeah, almost like laughably too big. But the characters are in on it. They all almost know grotesquely it. too big. Like her proportions mm-hmm. are, which is gross. weird because when she shows up in like Invincible, she's like it's. Well, it's a better artist. <laughs> yeah, it's cut down a little. She's written as more of a real character there. Um, but yeah, but yeah, no. And then she it just continues with uh, with clairvoyant. Clairvoyant is that's my right. This the is a terrible sex hungry character. Floozy. She's just there to be fucked. That's it. She's like super DTF. <laughs> that's it. We and only I see her it. when she's propositioning people. Yeah, she's like, hey there, what's going on? You guys wanna? I'm like, oh yeah. man, that's it. It's a running gag. Yeah. When she talks to, like, the meteor guy, and he's like, oh, but, like, I can't be too far away from him or else I lose my power. She's like, yeah, no, bring him with you. Yeah. I'm just like, wow, 
every person she talks to, she's talking to fuck. Yeah, I think also, like, maybe they, he, like, alludes to, like, it not being a big a deal with her being just a sex-positive character when, like, in the final issue, it's like her husband comes home, and he's just, like, catches her in bed with someone, and it's like, oh, hey, who's your friend there? Oh, yeah. cool, I gotta get some sleep, because blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, maybe they're in an open thing, and they don't care. Yeah. So, like, everyone's just like, what, your I get here? that. But like but also she is, she in, could have more dynamics. She's unnecessarily horny. Like that is her thing is that anytime she's talking to somebody, she's literally talking to them about how she wants them yeah, to fuck. She's like imaginary blowing them every time. It's like, "Hey, what are yeah. you doing later? Um, you should do this." And I'm like, "Robert Kirkman. Mr. Yeah. Kirkman, what the fuck? Kirkman Man. just has a problem. He has like a weird a weird thing with sex." Yeah, and like I also remember, in like... his books. Sorry to interrupt you there, my bad. Nah, I was finishing a sentence, wow. weirdly. <laughs> but no, like, I, right? And this is yeah. in, like, Kirkman's early works, too. You can tell he just, like, I think this was, like, maybe he didn't get married yet. Like, maybe he just was, like, this, like, yeah. under, under, like, not so well... This is, like, before, when, like, Walking Dead or in the, even the beginning years of it coming out, like... Well, you mentioned the well Boys known. Club. Yeah. And, and this is, like, Liefeld-era image. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, sorry to cut you off there. Continue with what you were... Whatever, fuck you, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. And, like, Image Comics before, like, Robert Kirkman stepped in to become, like, their, like, basically new chief operating fucking, like, like yeah. officer of that company. Before, like, in a sim- very, like, chill, symbolic way, it was, like, Todd McFarlane giving him the sword and being, like, yeah. run my company that was dying and no one reads Spawn anymore. Like, yeah. they, they probably loved this shit. And this was probably designed to appeal to these life-fed, love-like fucking guys that were like, oh, yeah. this is funny. Look at her tits. This is great. Well, there was, like, you know? being a long-time... <laughs> a slave joke. <laughs> you know what being I mean? a long-time comic book guy, there was a shift in image, like, in the stuff Image was putting out um, around the time that Kirkman took over. Yeah. Like, I honestly, before The Walking Dead and Invincible, I didn't really give it image the time of day because I didn't give a fuck about Spawn and Savage Dragon and like the stuff around it. There were some books like Cyber Force and stuff that weren't bad Mm -hmm. but they were just like weird like amalgams of Marvel and DC characters in a slightly different universe. Yeah. Um, Which I mean sometimes was fun but like. I guess like Image was meant to be like the place where like big writers from the big two that didn't want to work with those restrictions anymore could go and have like a place to be really like unabridged and uncensored and just write whatever they wanted. Yeah. You know, like, there's a character in this fucking book that is like a Nazi, that is like a big Nazi tyrant. Yeah. And like that doesn't fly in like fucking DC or Marvel. They don't have those symbols. They're not allowed. And maybe they are now because of whatever, but they're probably not. Yeah. I think that's not okay. You know? And so an image, they're like, nah, this is like fucking Nazi fucking Hulk. Go, go nuts. Yeah. And I'm like, Wah. not to give capes anything. It really, like, to be fair, <laughs> it's not that. It's not re- it's not rewriting anything about superheroes. I just really enjoy the like as a as a big Venture Brothers fan. I enjoyed the the nuance of like it's a working world that these heroes yeah. are in, and I thought that was really funny. And those jokes land for me. But the characterizations they have for some of these people, it's like I liked Kid Thor. Yeah. I thought Bolt was cool. Kid Thor was cool. You know? Bolt was uh, Bolt was cool. Uh, Kid Thor, I really like. Um, yeah, me too. Knockout, Knockout, Knockout as a character. Yeah, Knockout as a character is better. Way later, she's better than Invincible. Let's put it that way. Yeah, she's, just, she's like she's in this. She's kind of like all right, but I like I like getting to see their origins. Like I like that Bolt was like yeah. not he was like in that movie phenomenon. Same thing, but I'm just super strong. I was like okay, and then that's like, something I wanted to touch on. Bolt mentioning phenomenon and like Blade and like other Marvel and DC properties and stuff. Oh yeah, do those exist in their universe 
the way they exist in ours, where they're pri- like where they are just movies and comic books. I don't know. That's the thing, because, like, Cause obviously... Because in this universe, I mean, Invincible at one point, like, ends up hopping into, into Marvel accidentally and like, yeah, talks for to sure. Spidey them and is like, I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. Um, and that's when he's, like, spoilers, that's when he's, like, dimension hopping. And yeah. yeah. Um, Whoops, I guess, yeah, I shouldn't talk about that yet. Whoops. Nah, Invincible, there's a lot of weird shit by this point yeah. in the book, so... <laughs> um, but, like, it's just funny to think, because, like, Mark Grayson, who's a comic book guy... Yeah. Never mentions them, so it's like That's he only true. mentions Science Dog. So it's like maybe he just like really loves Science Dog, right? Yeah. <laughs> the other thing too is like maybe it's like at this point Kirkman hadn't realized he was going to build its own connected universe of shit. So like yeah. Capes was just its own contained world by this point. Like where like as time went on, these characters were like, oh man, I, this book got canceled. What am I going to do with it? You know. I guess I'll have these characters show up in Invincible because I've had Savage Dragon show up and it's like that's not technically influenced majorly by this world either and like I think yeah. it, I think at that point Image was just like nah yeah fucking put them in there let's have these books let's get them together let's do it yeah you know because I, I think at that point good old Toddy McFarlane was like my company is drowning <laughs> in yeah. debt and shit well this is always like I don't I, I'm pretty sure Invincible came before Caves right did it? I don't know because Invincible oh fuck I, honestly honestly I didn't look at the times yeah, I didn't look at the years. I have at the years either. I know um, that it, like the the characters from Capes, like Bolt, for instance, doesn't really appear much later on in Invincible. He does his own thing and basically fades into the image obscurity. Where like yeah. Kid Thor and Knockout end up mainstays in the Invincible universe and get bigger roles as they go on. Yeah, um, so, I think the next time I think the next time we see Bolt is in the fight while Mark is off planet for the first time. Yeah, it's true. He's there. Yeah, he's. He gets like. I actually thought the first time I read that, I actually thought that that was Black Samson. Yeah, same. Uh, <laughs> and like, then Black Samson showed that because that's right before Black Samson like. You reappears. Yeah, he's like, I'm yeah. back, baby. You're yeah. Like, oh, okay. Cool. Uh, I love that he mentions. Well, the thing is, he has to mention. Uh, sorry. Oh, damn. Table just clicked. He. Yeah. It has to have come up around the time of Invincible because he mentions it in this book. He's like, I was gonna go by the name Black Samson, but that's already the member, one of the members of the Guardians of the Globe. So yeah, exactly. And so so maybe like, this came out alongside Invincible around a thing where like I know Image at the time was trying to rebrand its superheroes, so maybe Kirkman was tasked with the fact of like bringing out a couple different books and we'll see which mm-hmm. ones like like work. And it was Invincible that took off. This one might have only had three three issues because of that. Yeah, because yeah, Invincible took off where this didn't. Yeah, and that, so it's I like well. I think it's like I'll just take these characters and like use them in Invincible because they're technically in the same universe. So because like after the second or third volume, so Phenomenon is a movie in Invincible. Yeah. So after the second, because after the second or third volume of Invincible, we don't really hear about Capes again until like volume six or seven, um, and then after that, we really don't hear about anything that Kirkman didn't make either. Because I think that's one of the last times we hear about like. Savage Dragon and oh yeah, Savage Dragon shows up like a little bit later on in Invincible for like one of those moments where they're just sort of like in passing. Yeah, you know? but like that's yeah, it becomes majorly pretty much a yeah a different a different comic. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Um, I do like that he just like decided to like you know salvage what he could from these characters and put them in Invincible because like you know yeah I like Kid Thor he's a cool character yeah um and I like that he went back and he mined this for like like you said a couple of characters and like they did have their crossovers and stuff especially in early Invincible like Invincible goes and helps out yep. uh the Kate's crew um detain like Holly's boyfriend um and stuff like that but like overall for me 
I just it was a mediocre like micro mini series. <laughs> yeah, like I I read Capes in one sitting. I just sat there. And read yeah, it, and I was like, this is all I'll never ever need to know about this book. And like, I might read it again, but I think the the issues with some of the characterizations are going to be too jarring to ignore even a second time around. Well, yeah. I'll be like, man, I like like two of these like seven people. I do got to give this book some props though, because this is when Kirkman was testing out that whole factor of like. Oh, look at all these fun characters, and like some of them are spoofs on the familiar characters you've seen, and like, isn't that neat? Oh, it's so cool, and it's all good old times, and these fucking workplace jokes, and ha yeah. and then fucking like, people get ripped apart, and like, yeah. fucking one dude gets like his head fucking knocked off, and like, people start fucking dying, and it's like, and it's like the final issue of the three issues, right? now. Yeah. I didn't expect that, where it has that like, happy tree friends effect of like, look how nice everything is, and holy oh, yeah. fuck! And there's holy some shit. great, there's some great jokes about the workplace too, like, characters like, oh, about disability. how Yeah. <laughs> Or like, or like, nah, that seems like a night shift problem. Yeah, exactly. and stuff like that. Like that part, is, I love those. those but jokes for every me. for every like moment of like like that I have in this book, every moment or every panel that I like, yeah, it just gets so outweighed by like how women are characterized in this book because yeah. it's such a problem. And like, I'm not, I'm not much for like going getting on a soapbox and like complaining about stuff like yeah. that. Um, but this is so blatantly horrible. <laughs> it's some pretty, it's some pretty sexist writing. Like it's you're rough. Like, oh, it's like Kirkman. Come on, the guy that made Walking Dead. Yeah. Come on. The and guy there are a few Andrea, things. Really. <laughs> <laughs> and there are a few things like he does. Like you find out that knockouts boobs are actually like fake yeah. and stuff like that. And like Bolt corrects his buddy when his buddy's like. You know you're not a man for washing dishes and shit like that. That was the thing I got really upset about. That was weird, yeah. That character like, goes on a weird rant about yeah. how, like, she's basically cucking him by, like, him doing yeah. dishes. And he's just like, shut the fuck up. I, this is why you don't have a wife. Yeah, I equate this to every time you kind of, like, go get drunk with somebody and then they get a little honest and you realize that your coworker the whole time was kind yeah. of a fucking piece of shit. You're like, oh my god, you're my friend? Holy crap, the whole time? Yeah. That was a quick. Like, I was like, man, that guy sucks. <laughs> yeah. So I give uh, I capes overall. Uh, you know what? Read it or don't. But yeah. you're gonna get the best of these characters out of Invincible. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, like read it for there's fun. nothing. It's Peachy Boys. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. Um, not PG thirteen boys. Yeah, PG thirteen. The boys. Um, That's what this is. Is uh, is fair. Like I would give it. It's solidly mediocre. Yeah. Like it's not a horrible. It's, it's not horrible, book. but it's not great. Yeah, it's a comic book. Like it's forgettable. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're not going to gain much by reading it, but it, it's fun. Yeah, that's... you know, you've got to swallow a hard pill <laughs> of like bad, bad females. Yeah, I give it one really irritating overnight shift out of three. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is a fair score. I would, ca- I would, uh, I would one and a, that one and a half if you're feeling a little like bored. Yeah, it's it's a hundred percent in the middle of the road for me. Yeah, same. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's that's about it for me. Yeah, that's all I really got to say about it. Yeah, so um, this has it. been a mini episode of The Invincible Principle, and uh, I've been the uh, hoping not <laughs> hoping to collect disability tomorrow after I get punched in the face, Andrew. Oh, man. There's one part of this I didn't even talk about that was at the best bit, but it's all right. Oh, I no. missed it. I missed it. Well, no, it's just the part where, like, that guy comes back to life, and then he's like, oh, man, what do you mean I'm not going to get paid for the next, like, the past 15 years I had been gone? And he's like, no, you were you were dead. That's like being paid for being asleep. If you were in a different dimension, you get a fraction of your pay for dimensionality clause. I was like, what the fuck? And I love that. That's some work bureaucracy bullshit, and that is something we can all relate yeah. to. The work, yeah, the workers' uh, the workers bureaucracy in it yeah. is uh, one of the things that 
shine. So this is what makes it like yeah. instead of making it a zero, this is what makes it like makes a it half. readable. <laughs> makes yeah. it readable. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. All right, that's it. Yeah, <coughs> this Cakes. is uh, this is Andrew <laughs> signing off again. Yeah, this is Brian punching out. All right.